0: This is the Ministers of the New Covenant radio broadcast. We come to you in the name of Yeshua the Messiah, the Son of the Most High Yahweh. Tune in each week to hear teachings directly from Scripture focused upon believing in the Father, His Son, and the holy and righteous law of our Creator. At the end of this broadcast, we will give you the web address whereby you may contact us for further scriptural information. Well, good evening. This is Brother Matthew, and it's good to be back with you again for another evening of Bible study and studying our Father's Word. I've got something special planned for those of you that are listening tonight. A good friend of mine and fellow brother in biblical faith and faith in our Messiah, Yeshua, has agreed to come on the broadcast and discuss what I think is a very important topic in regards to The doctrine of the sacred name. He and I both agree that we should call our Heavenly Father by his personal proper name, the name Yahweh. But my friend Larry, Larry Acheson, who's on the other line, he has brought to my attention uh, in years past and also here recently in my studies that not only should we be interested in honoring our Heavenly Father by using His personal proper name. But we need to be careful about the titles that we ascribe to Yahweh as well. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, in particular, the title God. So Larry, I really do thank you for agreeing to come on the broadcast with me tonight.
1: Good evening, Matthew, and thank you for having me.
0: All right. So Larry has written a study that originally was titled, Do We Honor Yahweh by Referring to Him as Our God? I read that study some years ago, and I thought it was really good. I didn't take the time to delve into it deeply, but I thought he made a lot of good points. And then later on, a few years after that, I ran across some argumentation that led me in the direction that it was permissible to refer to Yahweh with the title God recently though I was challenged on that again and I felt that in order to be honest in my studies and honest with myself and most importantly honest with Yahweh that I needed to set some time aside to diligently research the subject and so I thought well let me go back and read Leary's study and he had updated that study and it's an excellent study that you can find on his website ponderscripture.org. It's called God's Identity According to Ancient Hebrew Scholars, and it's not only written by Larry, but also his wife, June, had a lot to do with the study as well. So, Larry, I'm going to ask you this to start off. We're going to crank it up like this, because I'm interested in the answer to this question first and foremost. Where did all this begin? What perked your interest, or what started you on the quest to think that the title God was not an honorable title to Yahweh? Were you in the library? Were you in an assembly? How did this all take off?
1: That's a great question, Matthew, and I don't know if I can give you a simple answer to it. I will say that I have, uh, for as long as I can remember, been interested in the study of foreign languages. I studied uh, French and Spanish in school, and one of the things that I learned was that although you can pick a you know, like when you're a student, you might choose a name for yourself that is has an equivalent in that language. For example, if your name is Mike, you might choose Miguel as your equivalent. But the teacher explained that that's not really uh, the name because names don't really translate. So if your name is Mike in United States, then if you were to go over there, you would still, go by the name of Mike, You're not unless you want to change your name, your name is still Mike wherever you go. The name stays with you, and by and large, names do not translate. So I knew this, uh, and nevertheless, I was uh, brought up referring to our Heavenly Father as God. I was taught that His name is God. And uh, in fact, as I have uh, conducted a survey uh, where I polled my coworkers, I asked them what is our Heavenly Father's name? I think nine out of (laughs) 10 polled answered that his name uh, is God. Wow! So uh, that's what, you know, you don't tend to think of it as, well, God is actually the title. That's not really his name. But along comes uh, a challenge that was put forth by a certain assembly. You know, this was after we began observing the Sabbath that uh, are you keeping all the commandments was the challenge. And they're uh, specific challenge, you may have guessed this, was a reference to the Third Commandment about our Heavenly Father's name. And I began looking into this, and I realized that, uh, you know, his name, you know, when it goes into the actual Hebrew, his name is Yahweh. And uh, I began to realize that, you know, I, I remember my teaching that names don't really translate. They they stay the same. They're they, they carried across or transliterated from one language to the other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I knew that this was a truth and, you know, people frequently challenged me on this. And so, you know, I will say things like, well, so you think that names really do translate? Well, in that case, tell me the name of this uh, Taliban leader who was recently executed or killed, you know, his name, Osama bin Laden. What, how's his name pronounced in English? Mm. You know, and, and, so people get, begin to realize that, yeah, as a principle, names really do not translate. And so our Heavenly Father has given us his name. And a question that I had to ask myself and resolve myself, which I now challenge others on, is can you think of a better name to call upon than the name our Heavenly Father gave to himself? Huh. And, of course, uh, that name is Yahweh. And I think that you and, you and I agree that there is no better name this brings us to the title of God. And now, as you continue your studying, you realize that, well, you know, God is actually the title, it's not really the name, and that's how the translators, they they utilize the, the title God. And, well, of course, we also come to realize that there is a heathen idol whose name is God, and anyone who carefully examines the the original hebrew text of isaiah 65:11, will understand that in that verse uh, yahweh condemns the worship of a, a deity an idol whose name is pronounced god and uh, very few people will take the time to look into this but if you do you will see that this is true so now then the question becomes if god is the name of a heathen idol that Yahweh specifically condemns, then would I really honor him by referring to him with that name as a title? And so that's what I had to resolve myself. And one thing that I came to realize, you know, we, well, we all know the English language is a relatively modern language. In fact, I, I read that as the English language developed in its early stages, Uh, No modern English speakers today would have recognized it or understood it even. And this goes back to, I think, around the year 1100. So it wasn't until around the year 1400 CE that writings were actually produced that, you know, modern English students would, for the most part, even understand. Hmm. But as that English language developed, a decision was made at some point as to how to translate the Hebrew title Elohim. And so that is the question is, you know, Elohim was his or is his title in Hebrew. Titles, unlike names, can be translated. So someone's going to say, well, you can translate Elohim. You don't have to say Elohim in English. You can translate that. But someone somewhere long ago decided that God is an acceptable English translation of Elohim. And, you know, keep in mind that there are several accepted translations of Elohim that are commonly in use in our English language, such as uh, Almighty, uh, Mighty One, Sovereign. And Jude and I have no problem with these translations of Elohim because their origins cannot be traced to the names of any heathen idols. And that is what this whole issue is all about. We Mm -hmm. frankly do not feel that we honor our Heavenly Father when we refer to him with a name or title that can be shown to have originally been the name of a heathen idol. Mm. And, of course, you know, once you examine that text that I told you about, you'll find not only is God originally the name of a heathen idol, but Yahweh specifically condemns the worship of an idol named God in Isaiah chapter 65.
0: Okay. Larry, I've got Isaiah 65 and 11 pulled up here I'm reading out of a 1611 King James Version and I'll just read it it says but ye are they that forsake the Lord and of course we see the word Lord in all capital letters signifying that the name Yahweh is supposed to be there or is there in the original Hebrew so but ye are they that forsake Yahweh that forget my holy mountain that prepare a table for that troop and that furnish the drink offering unto that number so if someone is to read this, let's say out of the King James Version, the word God does not appear in the English translation. How would you direct them to figure this out, what you're saying?
1: Well, there are several options. One is uh, don't rely on any one translation. Uh, I know, for example, uh, I have a, uh, a parallel Bible here, and I'm going to look up Isaiah 65:11 right now in the New Revised Standard Version, this might give you a clue that there's something about that translation that's not quite right. Uh, And I'm going to read verbatim what it says here. Again, as you stated, whenever you see the Lord, that actually is Yahweh. But it says, but you who forsake the Lord, who forget my holy mountain, who set a table for fortune. Now, why is it that in, in the King James Version, it says that troop, but in the New Revised Standard Version, it says fortune. In fact, as I'm looking at the New International Version as well right now, and it says the same thing, fortune. What? Why? Why would you put fortune there instead of that troop? What's wrong with that troop? There's obviously something about that translation that uh, really merits uh, a little closer examination. And now then, the question that I would ask you is, do you know... Most of the idols, in fact, I think all of the idols they worship, they had their own specific theme uh, that they were uh, associated with. Uh, You've got, for example, Baal, I believe it was called the storm deity. Uh, And so they all were associated with different things. So uh, who was the idol of fortune? And when you look up the, the word God, I'm sorry, the concordance, is uh, going to have that troop, the Ark, strongs and Cordons, You're going to look up the word troop uh, in, in there and see what word number that is. And uh, in fact, as June is right here with me right now, and she's going to be my little assistant here and uh, pull up uh, troop. And so we can do a little word study real quick here. And you'll find that the word troop in Isaiah 6511 is word number 1409. 1409. So now that she's going to flip over using our strongs to word number 1409, you just go to the back of the concordance and you use the Hebrew and Chaldee dictionary. And that says what? It says God. I think it says more than that. Fortune. Fortune. It will also say fortune. And that's because God was well attested as the idol of fortune, worshipped in the uh, area uh, specifically known to have been worshipped in the area of Haran which is located in the uh, northeast section or sector there, if you go into the Holy Land. Hmm. Hmm. So you can look in that verse and you can see, and now, so now that you've seen that, you want to go and uh, I would say, well, first of all, you look up the word troop in the concordance and you can also see the Hebrew word that is associated with that. And that word is 1409, which is pronounced God in the Hebrew language.
0: You know, it's interesting, Larry, here in my sixteen eleven KJV, that there is two footnotes beside verse eleven. The first footnote is troop, and out here in the side column it reads or God. And then the second second footnote is beside number and it reads or many. M E N I. So, what you're telling me is, if I'm understanding it correctly, that rather than these Hebrew words being translated, we should look at them as proper nouns and transliterate them letter for letter over into English. Is that correct?
1: That is exactly correct. If you look at that verse, uh, very carefully, you will see that there are actually three proper nouns, as you mentioned, mentioned. and uh, there, uh, there are actually three deities, one of which is the true Heavenly Father, Yahweh, hmm. but the other two are false idols. One of them, as you mentioned, many, may, many and the other one is God. So you can, anyone who does an, a, an in-depth study into this will see that, you know what, uh, there it is true that our Heavenly Father, Yahweh, actually condemned the worship of an idol whose name is pronounced God. And, and you know, here's what I, I've wondered. You know, surely the men who translated the scriptures from Hebrew into English knew that God is the name of this heathen idol whose name is mentioned in Isaiah 65 verse 11? But they they covered up that name by quote unquote translating it as that troop, and then after covering up God in Isaiah 65 11, they used this name or this name as a translation of the ti- Hebrew title Elohim. It was an English, there's saying that this is an acceptable English translation of Elohim. And quite frankly, this is nothing more than a user definition, huh. a user definition or translation, if you will, of Elohim. And that definition was gradually accepted to the point that in our day and age, some folks simply cannot see things any other way. Hmm. Now, The example that June and I occasionally offer to help others understand how these user definitions work is a hypothetical choice. It's a hypothetical choice that I might make to translate the Hebrew word reya as Hitler. Now, the Hebrew word reya is commonly translated into English as friend. But never mind that the common English translation of "Reya" is "friend." I might decide to use the title "Hitler" whenever I'm referring to a very, very special friend. Thus, you know, if, if I were to say that uh, you know some guy named Richard is my Hitler, you would automatically understand that Richard isn't just any friend; he's a very, very special and close friend. Now, let's just say that my user definition of the Hebrew Reya catches on. You know, so when you hear someone talking about their friend Joe and they refer to him as their friend, then you automatically know that Joe is an acquaintance and he's probably a very nice guy, but obviously not special enough to to be referred to as Hitler Joe. Now, I hope you see where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. Based on the culturally recognized origin of the word Hitler, Do you believe I would truly honor you with my user definition of the Hebrew word rea? Would you feel honored that I refer to you as my Hitler Matthew? No,
0: sir, not at all.
1: (laughs) Okay. So now, if the people we discuss this issue with are able to grasp the significance of my example of what could happen to the name Hitler— then maybe he or she will understand that it really was someone's arbitrary decision to translate Elohim into English as God. Mm -hmm. And most likely, those who accepted this translation didn't realize that God is to Yahweh as Hitler is to Matthew.
0: Mm.
1: And that's the problem, but I don't believe most people out there understand the problem, which is why they are uh, confused. And regrettably, my experience is that most people out there just cannot see the problem with God. Now, we have a friend named Kathy. She meets with us on the Sabbath from time to time. And when I I, I offered her this same analogy that I just described to you with Hitler. And so when I mentioned her, the analogy between Yahweh and God versus you know, Matthew and Hitler, she came up with a response of her own that I thought was very profound, and I I asked her if I could quote her on what she said in response to what I told her. And she said, if I don't want to be associated with a title that is pronounced the same as the name of a man who killed millions of Jews, then why would I presume that Yahweh wants to be associated with the name of a heathen idol? Hmm. We should be thinking about what pleases him because that's what we're here for. Hmm. That's beautiful. We want to honor. You know, it's, it's all about honoring him, and so there you go. Uh, do we honor him by referring to him with the name of a heathen idol whose worship he specifically condemns?
0: Yeah, it's great points, Larry, great points. Um, the number one argument that I usually hear in response to someone uh, that takes you know, your persuasion on the title God not being honorable in reference to Yahweh is that when we look in the Hebrew language, We've got words like, particularly, let's use the word Elohim. And for those of you listening that may not be familiar with Elohim, when you read the word God in the Old Testament, and it has a capital G and a little O-D, if you look that word up in Strong's Hebrew Dictionary or a Hebrew lexicon, the most common word that you're going to see when you look it up in Hebrew is the word Elohim. Sometimes you'll see the word El, which is a shorter form of Elohim, or even Eloah in Hebrew as well. But Elohim is the predominant usage in the Tanakh or in the Old Testament. So Larry, what I hear people saying is this. Well, in the Tanakh, in the Old Testament, we have Yahweh being called Elohim, but we also have the False mighty ones, like, for instance, Dagon or Asherah, also being called Elohim. And so if the Hebrew Bible can use the word Elohim of both Yahweh and the false mighty ones, then why can't we use the English word God of not just the false mighty ones, but also of Yahweh? What's your response to that?
1: The general summary I give to people in response to that is... In the beginning, was there any false worship? Was there a worship of idols in the beginning when, when Yahweh created mankind to worship him? I hope you know the answer to that question. In the beginning, there was only pure worship of Yahweh. And then, as we know, mankind began to branch out, do his own thing, and, and they would worship Yahweh in their own, in their own way. And in some cases, they would, uh, uh, when, when they abandoned the pure worship, we know, for example, that Yahweh was called a Baal, hmm. which means husband or master. And, you know, Yahweh, if you read the Hebrew, he, he refers to him. So he says, I was their master. I was their, their, their husband. I, I was their husband. And he, and he was their Baal. Hmm. So there was nothing wrong with that in the beginning, because in the beginning, again, there was pure worship. That was a title uh that was associated with him that was it was a very respectable title well now then if I worship Yahweh as my Baal as my master but then I began to decide you know I can worship him in my own way I don't need to have all these rules and regulations as to what we need to do and in fact, is, you know, uh, I believe that uh, this idol, this statue here that I just made, I believe that this is a representation of the Mighty One. And I'd rather not call him by by the name Yahweh. I'm going to call him by Baal. Well, that is essentially how the worship of these false idols began, is they, they would take these, you know, a, a righteous, a perfectly pure title, and then they would begin to worship. Uh, objects of stone and wood and refer to them with those titles. And those titles became a name. Hmm. And so that's where Baal came from. And you've got there was uh, the, the father of Baal was known in heathen circles as El, which is uh, short for Elohim. Uh, and so now then you're going to say, well, El, that, that's the name of a heathen idol. But again, go back to the beginning. Let's let's be concerned about the the pure origin of this. And so, uh, these titles were wrongly appropriated to false idols. Again, the key being wrongly appropriated. So now then, let's go and and uh, connect the dots with God. Where does God have its origin? Was Yahweh ever referred to as God? And the answer is no, because God, when you look at you know in the Hebrew. Trace where God comes from. God comes from the name of a heathen idol. And we also need to, there are several things that we need to understand, and that is our intentions, because we think that when we, you know, know, Yahweh uh, was called Elohim, Elohim was associated with the worship of these false idols, so therefore Yahweh doesn't mind if we refer to him with a heathen epithet. Well, We need to understand that our intentions do not define righteousness. That's right. Our reasoning does not define truth. And so the truth of the matter is Yahweh was never, none of the ancients ever referred to Yahweh as God. And when when I say God, I mean literally a title or name literally pronounced God. And as far back as anyone can go, even and I've shown in our study that the the uh, Hebrew scholars who are the ones who translated the Septuagint, when they translated that work, they understood that God is the name of a heathen idol. Mm-hmm. In fact, is you know, if you look in Isaiah sixty-five eleven, when they, you know, they came to the word God in in the uh, uh, the text there, and I don't agree with their decision to translate it, but nevertheless they did translate it. But what's interesting is how they translated God. They Instead of transliterating it as God in the Greek, which they should have done, they translated it, and the word they chose was demon. Hmm. So to them, God was a demon.
0: Um, there are some sacred name groups that do not use the words Elohim or Adonai. I was just talking with a gentleman the other day and I was, to be honest, flabbergasted because he told me that he didn't believe that Adonai was a proper title to apply to Yahweh. And I asked him why. And he said because of its association with the Greek god Adonis. Mm-hmm. The problem that I had with that was that Adonai was found in the Hebrew Tanakh. It was found in the Hebrew scriptures. And he never gave me, I don't think, a legitimate Uh, rebuttal to, you know, that second thing that I said, but would that be also the position you would take? Elohim and Adonai, we know that they're pure because they're found within Hebrew scripture.
1: Well, uh, Adonai is the same principle as Elohim. The question is, where does Adonai have its beginning? So was Adonai improperly appropriated to a false idol? And that's the question that I would ask your friend, and he has to answer that with Scripture, right? And and the answer is, you know, you know, with if you want to take the time to do the studying, the answer is yes. Again, Yahweh was referred to as an Adonai because that again it, it means uh, master or or Lord. Uh, it's you know, a ruler. Uh, so that's what that word means, and it was Yahweh is our Adonai. You know, He is our ruler. Sure. Um, and so our master. And so therefore, in the beginning, that word was used as a respectful and honorable title for him. So now then, reprobate man. What does man, reprobate man do? They go and they will demonize anything. They nothing is sacred. So you take uh, this title, respectable title, and you say, you know what? I I'm going to call this object that I just chiseled out of stone here Adonai, mm-hmm. and Start worshiping it, and guess what? Uh, that's what catches on. You know, when it, mankind goes the wrong direction, and guess what? It catches on. Possibly, and I'd say it most likely because there's someone behind that that wants us to abandon the true worship. So, therefore, it was wrongly appropriated. If you want to go back to the original, you would say that Yahweh is my Adonai, and there's nothing wrong with that. I personally don't use it that often, because the, mo- the majority of people out there, if you do say Yahweh's my Adonai or Yahweh's my Lord, they're going to associate that with the wrong thing. And so I try to uh, come at them on their level. Uh, I would not say, for example, that Yahweh is my Baal, right? Uh, because people would take that the wrong way, although if, you want, if they want to get technical about it, in the beginning, Yahweh was re- rightfully and honorably referred to as Baal.
0: Wow, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a point that a lot of people don't recognize, and I did research that recently, and in both, I believe it was Jeremiah chapter 31, and also Isaiah chapter 54, Okay, Yahweh is referencing himself as being a husband, obviously it's a metaphor, but a husband to the people of Israel, and in both cases he calls himself a Baal in the Hebrew text. You've been listening to the Ministers of the New Covenant radio broadcast. Our website is ministersnewcovenant.org. That's ministersnewcovenant.org. Please visit our website where you will find hundreds of audio sermons as well as videos, books, and articles explaining various doctrines in the scriptural faith. For questions, you can also call 678-347-6240. That's 678-347-6240 four zero. Thanks for listening, and according to his will, may Yahweh richly bless.